Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Birmingham, Alabama, it's time for Birmingham Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. All right. Welcome to Birmingham Business Radio. Stone Peyton Lee Cantor here with you this afternoon. Lee, this is going to be a fantastic segment. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast, Principal with Cayenne Creative, Mr. Dan Monroe. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you guys? We are doing great. Now, Dan, before we get too far into things, can you tell us a little bit about Cayenne Creative? How are you serving folks? Uh, Cayenne is, uh, uh, in fact, we just turned 15 years old, uh, which means I guess we get to get our learners from it now. Um, we started out as pretty much three guys in a Mac 15 years ago and have grown into uh, full-service uh, advertising, branding, and communication firm here in Birmingham. Uh, we employ about 33 people, and uh, we like to say we're able to tell our clients stories to whomever they need to tell their stories to and and in whichever way they need to tell it. So now, did you start out, were you kind of uh, working at agencies before and then you spun off on your own, or how did the, the firm come about? Yeah, that's correct. We, uh, I started, you know, I cut my teeth up in Chicago on packaged goods stuff working at Leo Burnett. So I started out on things like Pillsbury and Green Giant and sort of big packaged goods brands that, uh, um, that Leo Burnett handled, then came to Birmingham and, uh, and went in with a smaller firm down here called Slaughter Hansen. And that's where I met one of my current two business partners was there. We were paired together. I was a writer. He was an art director. And so your background as a writer um, kind of led to you being frustrated with your boss and you had to work on your own? Is that what happened? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'll tell you, it, it's one of those weird things um, you talk about. When you work closely with somebody, and, and my other partner, Dan Merch, uh, and people call us the Dans here in town, um, uh, he and I had talked over the years. We, we worked at Slaughter for four or five years together, and we had talked about starting something and really hadn't really given it serious thought. And then the agency where we were working, Slaughter Hanson, started going through some change. Um, just it downsizing and, and sort of changing its focus a little bit. And we started to think a little more seriously about starting something and built a business plan. But at the end of the day, we left on good terms. Our, our, the principal owner of Slaughter, uh, Terry Slaughter, uh, you know, blessed our departure. And, and we did not, I take pride in the fact that we did not participate in, in that age old tradition of, of stealing as much business as you leave as you can. We, we, we bootstrapped it from the very beginning with just a handful of small clients. So now when you're an agency going out there kind of with a, a blank sheet of paper in terms of clients, how do you use your superpowers? Uh, because this is what you're selling to your clients is the ability to get new clients or to get more business. So how did you kind of um, eat your own cooking and get in drumming up business for your firm? Sure, that's a great question. Um, you know, at the end of the day, in the creative industry, in, in advertising and design, uh, your 
portfolio of work follows you around. So uh, we were always very, very careful to point out when we showed work that we had done that we had either done it at Slaughter Hansen or in some cases, Leo Burnett, or uh, my partner was out in California and worked uh, worked at a, a number of firms out there. Um, so we basically showed the work that uh, as partners, you know, we had done over the years and and uh, used that as our, our capabilities piece, if you will. Now, what was the kind of low-hanging fruit? Were people engaging with you, you know, from a branding standpoint? Or did they just need some tactical social media help? Um, like, what was usually the first engagement? Um also a good question. Well, of course, back then, social media wasn't even a thing in 04. You know, it was an easier story to tell back then. Um, it was television, radio, print, and out of home. And, you know, occasionally you'd mess around with a, a website. But uh, a lot has changed in 15 years. Uh, in those days, uh, our first clients were small. They needed advertising. Uh, you know, we shot some TV commercials on a dime um we you know we did we we did uh we did a lot of work back then with uh compass bank before it became bbba uh they had a a, a parent agency um crispin porter boguski one of the really great creative shops in the country uh but they needed somebody to help them with the the basics the merchandising the point of sale stuff so you know, we took those jobs. We took the jobs that other people probably wouldn't have wanted to take if you were sort of an established agency and and, and built our reputation around providing good service and doing great work and so, just just really kind of eased into it and, and, and grew it organically. So now you mentioned that uh, now it's 15 years later and there's a new landscape, especially when it comes down to media. I was having a conversation recently with somebody um, you know, back in the day, there were a handful of media outlets, and now it seems almost to an individual, everybody is their own media outlet uh, in terms of influencers on social media. Uh, mm-hmm. So how do you see this um, kind of evolving, and, and how does your business help businesses leverage those you know, new channels like social media? Sure, sure, sure. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's going to, first of all, it's going to continue to change. It's going to continue to, to fragment, um, and morph into different, uh, different channels. Um, you know, think back to Facebook, which, oh, you know, six or eight years ago, uh, everyone was on it. And then, um, in recent years, really, the kids have left Facebook for Instagram and Snapchat, and, and the old old folks, well, old folks, but people people in their you know 40s, 50s, 60s hit Facebook, which is really what ran the kids off. Uh, so it changes; it changes all the time, and and clients, by and large, don't have time to keep their fingers on the pulse of all that change. They need somebody like us to help sort of. Uh, shepherd them through the process and guide them and how do you use these tools in such a way that uh, without breaking any of the the unspoken rules you know without 
being that guy that shows up at the party in the plaid suit and tries to sell you life insurance at a party, you know, how do you keep your client from making those egregious mistakes in the social sphere? Uh, these are the kinds of things that we help our clients with and we and, give them a strategic basis, you know? Yeah. And it's, and it's tricky because like you mentioned, um, social media platforms come and go, you know, there's some, you know, ones that have been around for a while, but they change so rapidly. And it's when they, when a new one does appear, there are opportunities for the first mover to really kind of do a land grab and get kind of known in that space. If you're first or towards the beginning, but then it could go mm -hmm. away. So it could be a waste of, you know, waste of time. So it's like, how oh, do you absolutely. stay abreast on it? And, and then how do you kind of pick the winners which for most clients, right. they're busy just doing their work. So it's good to have somebody like right, you right. on board that's vetting, you know, hey, this is this may turn into something. We may want to kind of take a flyer here, but this one you probably should pass on. That's right. And most of the time for most clients, um, they're not going to engage in a medium until it's more established. Uh, you know, think back to, to Vine, right? I mean, Vine came and went. Well, we were dialed into Vine. We, we knew what Vine was doing, but we watched it and watched it and watched it. And it really never had um, – it never really provided a good strategic platform for reaching out to clients. And, and, th and this is the key, okay? This is the key. For our clients, their audience is what drives what, what medium you're going to use. And, and sometimes that medium does include influencers. Sometimes it's reaching out to find the influencers who are, who are uh, the, the mavens, if you will, the aficionados of certain areas, certain uh, products, and that sort of thing. Our job is just to keep our finger on the pulse and watch that. And, and, and sort of – we're really – in, in our business, we're never going to advocate that the client necessarily be the pioneer who ends up with arrows in their back. You know, most of the time it's going to be with established media uh, that that have an established audience. So your client is typically the dominant player in the market or do you go after challenger brands? What's the profile of your typical client? Uh, both. Uh, we so so. Great question. What's the profile of a, of a typical Cayenne client? Um, I would say that uh, there, the, the, the commonalities have to do more with their needs than with, for example, their industries. So uh, we do work with leader brands. Uh, I can think of a couple of leader brands we work with. We also work with challenger brands. Um, it really comes down to what is what is my client trying to accomplish, and and does that does that mesh nicely with the skill set uh, or the combined skill sets of the agency? Can I can I, can I help that client? Can I move the needle? Uh, and that's the common that's the common ground we're looking for with the client. You know, one thing I always tell our, our prospective clients is that. We make a terrible vendor. If you're just looking for somebody to churn out a, a, a brochure, or that's that's really a, a that's not where we're going to help you the most. Where we help the most is with a client who partners with us to achieve certain goals, whether they're 
business goals that are measurable, like we want to grow sales by X percent, or we want to increase traffic to our website by this many uh, unique visitors uh, a month, or or that sort of thing, or whether they're big strategic goals. You know, we want to increase awareness um, in the Birmingham DMA, or we want to increase uh, awareness in the Florida Panhandle, or that sort of thing. Now, how do you discern in this, you know, in the Internet now, I guess it's a double-edged sword. Uh, a lot of things can be measured that couldn't be measured before in other channels, um, in the media especially. Uh, how do you decide, you know, what things that can be measured should be measured and uh, what things that are being measured maybe are, aren't, those metrics aren't that um, kind of relevant uh, we call them mm-hmm. here, we call them cosmetrics. Some things that sound good, look good, <laughs> but maybe not necessarily really are connected to ROI or, you know, making money for the client. How do you help them kind That's of navigate right. that? Yeah, you you know what? You just, you, you almost answered your own question there, man. Uh, it really does have to do with ROI. Um, yeah, take take social media. That's a, is social's a good example growing your the number of people that you call your audience okay so you know we've got 50,000 likes on facebook that's that's and that would be one of your what do you call that i I like that cosmetrics Uh, cosmetrics uh, i expect to see that if you're going to use it on your website i need a you know (laughs) kind of attribution totally man i will attribute i will attribute (laughs) this to you no kidding that's brilliant um yeah, number of number of people who follow you on Facebook, man, that's a cosmetric. Um, because we're all hit with this, you know. Oh yeah, man, I like uh, I like beer. I'll follow them. Sure. Are you really? Or does that mean you're actually moving the needle for them? Are you someone who is becoming one of those advocates? Are you engaging with the brand? So, so what we're measuring on social media is brand engagement. Uh, and, and growing the audience is certainly a part of getting there, but measuring engagement is a different piece altogether. Right. I, um, I, I equate it to um, like on Facebook, I have, you know, a thousand friends, but how many are going to take me to the airport? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like if nobody and, and takes Jennifer, me, to the, if nobody takes me to the airport, I really don't have a thousand friends. <laughs> yeah. Well, well and if you really want to narrow it down, uh, how many of them would help you move? Exactly. <laughs> Those are the real friends, right? <laughs> That's right. So now, um, yeah. how do you help your clients kind of differentiate themselves in terms of their brand and the activity of branding? Yeah, uh, very good question. So, um, and this is this is something I think people get sort of wrapped around the axle about. There's a big difference between brand. And branding, brand happens. Man, brand is brand's going to happen. Whether okay? you want to or it's not, ha- you're whether you so, wanted to or not, it. it's going to happen. That's it, man. It, you know, your brand is it. I always say it. It, it accretes like a pearl. So it it starts when you're in your infancy as a company or a product, and then over time, the brand builds around that, and it's the aggregate experience that your audience and even peripheral audiences have with your brand. Branding, on the other hand, is the act of trying to influence that. 
you know, especially if a company sees that they're being misperceived in the marketplace. So, so the real challenge for most companies um, is that they become very myopic. They, they're too close to themselves to be able to define what it is that really differentiates them. And in order to kind of get their heads around it, you have to sit them around the table and, and, and really kind of dig into it. And, and with, with smaller clients, that's a, uh, a challenge of educating. Um, you know, it's been my experience that, that the larger clients who have devoted resources to marketing, i.e. they've got like a, a CMO or a director of marketing or a VP, they have a better sense of what differentiates their brand for the most part than the small business, the small business that uh, is just beginning to really try to figure it all out. So uh, the real key is trying to help them understand how they differentiate themselves in the market. What makes them different? What is it about them that's different? And then the act of branding is trying to communicate that in a way that people will actually even pay any attention to it. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Birmingham Business Radio, and today we're visiting with Principal with Cayenne Creative, Mr. Dan Monroe. Dan, marvelous conversation between you and Lee so far, but let's talk about me for a minute, shall we? Sure. <laughs> All right. I have a dream. Uh, it's called Inbound Marketing. I've read some books about it. I've read some articles about it. The closest thing to inbound marketing around here at the moment is PR professionals will reach out to us to have their clients um, featured on various shows in, in, in our studios, which is great, except that's not how we make our money. We're earned media, so we don't make any money from that. <laughs> but I'm delighted, and, and, sure. we're, and we're proud to have that. But we do market shows to clients to help them grow their business, and I personally am sort of invested now in growing the network, looking for entrepreneurs in different markets to run Business Radio X Studios is this idea of crafting some sort of inbound marketing strategy machine a pipe dream? Or, I mean, can it be done? Talk to that idea of inbound marketing a little bit, if you would. Yeah, sure. Um, inbound marketing, m most often, most often inbound marketing is going to start with um, uh, a well-crafted website that serves as a business tool. Um, and the reason is, is we have the tool, let's use it. We, we draw people into that website where they can engage with your brand deeply, but, but moreover, engage with the, the, the service offering or the product offering that you provide that they're looking for. But the challenge is getting them there. Okay, so what's going on with inbound right now is that people are using their website along with a CRM tool of some variety, whether that's you know HubSpot or Pardot or um, one of the Microsoft tools, but, but they're basically using the customer relationship management tool, and they're walking people into you know what we used to call the sales funnel. Okay, they're 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 engaging people through digital media or other media, it doesn't have to be digital, but the goal is to walk them to a through a specific path, to a specific place on their website that then essentially enters them into the CRM. 
so that at that point you can then personally reach out to this potential customer. And we know that at that point they're nice and warm and ready to talk with you. Um, actually, I love what you're talking about, the notion of sort of creating personalized uh, programming that, that serves your clients. It's, but your challenge is getting the clients to come to you to do that. Yeah, just that. Uh, yeah, getting that initial conversation, or if we did craft that perfect funnel, just getting them to take the first step into it. Um, I don't know. It's it's not my strong suit, and I don't know that it's our strong suit, is it, Lee? At this point. Uh, yeah, we're yeah. we're not good at a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're good at. Hey, man, at, I know the feeling. <laughs> Um, so now in your work, I know, um, we, we've done a lot of interviews around this subject matter, but maybe you can educate our audience about account-based marketing. And that seems to be a trend nowadays. And there's a lot of firms here in it, in the Atlanta market that, um, are working in that area. How do you guys leverage account-based marketing? Yeah. So, so, um, you know, for the listening audience, account-based marketing, or, or you'll hear it you know, by the acronym ABM. Uh, Account-based marketing is really a business-to-business strategy um, where you can identify a discrete list of targets that you're trying to reach, preferably by name. So, um, you know, I mean, let's take you guys as an example. If you had identified, man, we have created the perfect sort of platform for oh let's pick something crazy uh for for orthodontists to talk braces and so we're gonna we're gonna launch this platform in atlanta and we know there are 433 orthodontic practices in atlanta and we can we can name the actual decision makers we know who they are then you build a strategy for reaching directly out to those accounts. That's account-based marketing. Now, the strategy can look like a whole bunch of different things, man. It can look like uh, it can be direct. It can be uh, it, it can be digital. It can be uh, analog. It can be a lot of different tactics. But the goal is to reach specifically to those specific targets, people now who represent those audiences. Yeah, go ahead. Now, in account-based marketing, it also can be um, good for a complex sale, right? So if I am trying to reach an enterprise-level customer, I can really go down almost department by department and target and yep. then um, kind of hit them all maybe in different parts of the buyer's journey. So maybe I'm hitting the... Yep the chief information officer with certain information about my company that's relevant to her. And then I'm talking to a sales manager and I can give him some information that's different than what I gave the chief information officer, but I can, I can hit them with different messages at different times throughout the organization. That is correct. Uh, and, and actually that's uh, very insightful because here's what happens. Most of the time, those decisions that are being made at, especially at the enterprise level, aren't being made by one person. They're being made by a handful. And so, so the real hard work, I think, in account-based marketing is doing the homework to figure out exactly who all within any given organization you have to reach out to 
in order to to make the sale. Um, and then you know the tools are amazing. I mean, we can we can we can target them via LinkedIn. We can target them via social me other social media platforms. We can target them digitally. We can geofence around their freaking building. You know, we can do a lot of cool things to to put messaging in front of those specific people and make that messaging very specific to their area of concern. Now, in your firm, right, right in Cayenne, uh, this is the beauty, I think, of your firm is that you guys know, like, kind of your ninjas of all this new stuff that's going on. And but you have kind of the fundamentals down and it all goes back to serving the client, being a true partner, a trusted advisor, not a vendor that is just kind of tactically or transact uh, or dealing with your customer as a transaction. You're really trying to kind of really immerse yourself in their business to really serve them more holistically than just kind of a bolt on. That's correct. Yeah, that's exactly right, because. um well, you know, for most businesses, they don't know what they want. You know, I mean, I can't tell you how many, how many clients I've talked to say, so we need an app. And I go, oh, that's cool. What do you need an app for? Well, we don't know. Um, but we don't need an app. <laughs> but my nephew says like, no, we need man. an app. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess I need an app too. But you know what? Let's, let's talk about that, right? Like what's the outcome uh, you desire? Let's start there instead of what is the tool it. you're going to use. <laughs> that's kind that's of secondary. And a lot of people jump to the tool, you know. Man, right. they were, they're like, oh, we need to be doing social media. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, man. I mean, just because you all make hot dogs doesn't mean there's 100,000 people out there who want to talk about them. That's right. Instagram may you know? not be the right play here, you know. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, Dan, it has been an absolute pleasure talking with you and learning about your business. If somebody wanted to learn more and have more substantive conversation, what's the best way to get a hold of you guys? Uh, definitely go to our website. It's brand new, so be kind. And if you see something that you think should be improved about it, go ahead and send me an email. Um, <laughs> That's fair. We just launched about a week ago. <laughs> All right. So uh, the website is... Is it CayenneCreative.com? That's correct. CayenneCreative.com. And then I'm sure you're on all the all the socials, right? We're on, we're on all the socials. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. And for all I know, we're on some other ones, and I just don't know about it. <laughs> well, thank you again, Dan, for sharing your story today. I, I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. All right, this is Lee Cantor for Stone Payton. We will see you all next time on Birmingham Business Radio.